This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by Family Planning Victoria. FPV has been running for over 50 years now. We run a whole lot of education programs for communities and medical professionals across Victoria. We also run sexual health clinics in the city and Box Hill in Melbourne. My name is Anne and I'm part of the FPV schools and community team. We go to schools and run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction and relationships. This podcast is for parents and carers of school-aged children so we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Over the next three episodes, I'll be talking to Emily and Kath who work with 1-800-MY-OPTIONS. 1-800-MY-OPTIONS is a free confidential and independent phone service that provides information and pathways to sexual and reproductive health services such as abortion, contraception, pregnancy options and STI testing. Since being founded in 2018, 1-800-MY-OPTIONS has received over 14,000 phone calls. 1-800-MY-OPTIONS is a service of Women's Health Victoria supported by the Victorian Government They do not provide medical, legal or financial advice or counselling to women. But it's a fantastic service that's so helpful for young people and particularly young women to know about. Although this is a Victorian service, it's really interesting to know the types of universal questions that people call with. There are many myths and misconceptions that they are able to help callers understand. They thought it'd be really helpful to talk us through what they are. In this episode, we're going to tackle those myths and misconceptions about contraception. Okay, recording. Emily from 1-800-MY-OPTIONS, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much for having us on today. This is super exciting for us. Excellent. Uh, You've offered to come in and talk through contraception and questions that you commonly get asked about contraception uh, by answering the phone with 1-800-MY-OPTIONS. Yeah, that's right. Yep, a lot of myth-busting is uh, sort of what we do all the time. A lot of nervous callers asking things that they just want to double-check. So we thought it'd be really useful to talk sort of to those myths and to those misconceptions that are floating around. Uh, Okay, so can you talk me through some common myths around contraception? Yeah, of course. So I guess the first sort of myth around contraception would be around who needs to use contraception. Um, So I guess the first thing is that some people think that only certain types of people or only people who do certain things need to actually use it. First of all, contraception isn't just for people who are sexually active. Contraception can be used for a whole heap of reasons. So a lot of people might need it from a very young age for things like managing heavy and irregular periods, period pain, and conditions like PCOS and treatment for acne even. And the second thing is that contraception and safe sex uh, isn't just for young people who are having lots of sex or hetero couples or cis couples. Everyone who's having sex should think about the risks that can come out of a sexual relationship. So STIs, bloodborne viruses, unplanned pregnancies. So that's definitely not just for straight or cis couples or young couples. People can get pregnant and STIs into their 50s. And yeah, there's actually a small window during menopause where fertility does increase at that age as well. That's alarming. Other myths we have around using contraception would be around things like, you know, you can't get pregnant if you don't have sex that often. You can get pregnant from just having unprotected sex once. 
I think we once had a caller that was like, oh, is it a bit over the top to, you know, just get on contraception if I'm only having sex once or twice a fortnight? Um, yeah, regardless of how often you're having sex, if you are, there is probably going to be a risk of pregnancy. Some other myths around condom usage, especially things like using two condoms, definitely not better than just using one. Um, so people will ring and say, should I be using two? Yeah, so some people will be asking things like, what's the best way to use condoms to make sure that they're going to work? So yeah, things like making sure that you're keeping them in a cool, dark place, checking expiry dates, don't keep them in your wallet where there's a lot of friction, don't keep them in a hot car where the rubber can sort of degrade, and yeah, don't use two, just use one. Um, the friction, if you use two, makes it actually more likely to break. Other myths around contraception could be around how you get access to contraception. So a lot of young people might actually call and feel a bit worried about whether or not they need to tell their parents um, or whether or not the doctors will actually tell their parents if they're asking for contraception. So basically there is no minimum age that you have to be to use contraception. The GP will basically see if you're mature enough to understand what contraception is, what effects it will have on you and make sure that you're not in any danger. So for the majority of young people who show that initiative to talk to a doctor, the doctor will pretty much assume that they do have the understanding given that they've make, made the appointment and asked about this topic. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess in terms of other privacy things, doctor's appointments are fully confidential unless there's any risk that you are in danger. So again, for the majority of people, they're not going to be telling your parents about what you're doing. Um, and in fact, with Medicare cards, if you're still on your family Medicare card, that shouldn't be an issue. From the age of 14, you actually have your own Medicare account, which your parents can't access without your permission. Mm. And that's we get questions a lot about privacy and medical privacy and how much uh, parents and carers need to know or will get to know uh, around medical privacy as well. Yeah, it's a pretty common fear and very understandable for a lot of young people. But yeah, rest assured, I think it's actually a bit easier than most people are expecting in mm. Victoria. So what are some misunderstandings about the side effects of contraception? Yeah, so I guess a lot of people have heard a lot of horror stories, basically. Um, and I guess that comes down to a few things. I guess in the past, there definitely were more side effects associated with contraception options like the pill um, when it first came out in the 50s and 60s. And the other thing is, basically, if you're going online, if you're reading stuff, most people are just going to write horror stories. They're not going to be like, oh, this was a regular fine experience. They're going to write... <laughs> it worked out okay. No, yeah. No st nothing to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So only the worst experiences are generally going to get traction. I guess one of the first things that we do do when people call and have reservations about contraception and side effects is go through some of those things and explain basically why um, those things might be a bit overblown online um, or why it's really hard to know basically without a bit of trial and error what's going to work for them. So a lot of people might be worried about things like weight gain or mood swings or even things like cancer risks or heart attack risk. One of the other questions that we commonly get asked around contraception side effects is actually around its safety in relation to future fertility and or causing miscarriages and things like that in the future. So basically whether or not those long-acting contraception options will affect your future fertility, the answer is no. So depending on the contraceptive methods, usually your fertility rate will return to its original level in a matter of days or weeks. 
the other question that we sometimes get asked around side effects is around emergency contraception and if basically there's a limit to the number of times you can use it before it's unsafe. And basically there's no evidence that shows that. Um, emergency contraceptive pills work by delaying when you ovulate, so when your body releases an egg. So there's basically no long-term health impacts from using emergency contraception. But if you do find you are using it regularly, it might be worth having a think about other methods that are a bit more reliable. Most people are able to find contraception that suits their bodies, their lifestyles, their needs, and might actually experience really positive side effects as well. So things like managing period pain, period regularity, um, clearer skin, those sorts of things. So for some people, they might worry that there might be some weight gain associated, but it might just be as they're getting a bit older and the metabolism is slowing down into their 20s, that just might be something that would have happened anyway, regardless of being on contraception or not. Yeah, that's not to say, of course, there are people who have very difficult side effects. So in that case, there's a whole suite of different contraceptive options that they can try with different hormone dosages, no hormones, um, different sort of methods of um, delivering the hormones. So it's best to sort of try out all of them if you need to and talk to a health professional and see what's going to work for you. Mm. Well, I suppose it's good to know if there are side effects, that there are other options available. It's not just the, the one type. It's not just the pill. And oh, often yeah. that's what young people have heard of. Yeah. Um, so what do people understand about the types of contraception available? I guess in Australia particularly, um, there's a lot of... Um, reluctance I guess to use some of the newer types of contraception available um, compared to in Europe or in America where people are using more of the long-acting reversible contraception methods. In Australia there's a big reliance on the pill and on external condoms which aren't necessarily going to work for everyone and aren't necessarily the most effective at preventing pregnancy either. The Implanon or the IUD actually last for a much longer period of time and they don't rely on someone having to take a pill every day or having to put in a ring every three weeks. It's basically set and forget. So once it's in, um, you don't need to do anything. I guess the other thing to mention in Australia is that we do have things like internal condoms and dental dams. So those are barriers that can prevent STIs. So there are options out there that aren't just external condoms. I imagine a lot of parents and carers would be recommending to their children that they use the pill because that's what they know and that's what they did when they were young. Yeah, so absolutely. could a parent and carer call your service and say, hey, what are the options? What should I be talking about with my young person? Yeah, absolutely. So we get all um, sorts of calls from people who aren't necessarily the people who are looking for contraception themselves. So parents, friends, school nurses. Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you're a concerned parent wondering, you know, um, oh, my child might be a bit forgetful or um, you know, might not always have good digestive system, might be, you know, throwing up a lot or um, having digestive issues. Yeah, then something like an implanol might be a really good option. Or if, you know, my child isn't wanting to get pregnant for the next five years, then maybe an IUD would be a good option. So yeah, absolutely. We talk to parents all the time. What sort of people do call with questions about contraception? I guess, oh, everyone, basically. There's really no ideal profile of caller. Um, we get people from, you know, under 15 all the way to in their 60s. So we've got teenagers who are wanting to try out contraception before they have sex for the first time and they're worried about potentially avoiding pregnancy, that sort of stuff. Um, we have long-term couples who might be trying something new. We've got people who are in relationships and have finished 
their family and want to look for something more permanent or more long-term. Women divorced in their 50s and they're starting to date again and they're wanting to see what's out there in, yeah, in the now. So, yeah, basically all types of people, all genders and, yeah, there's really no one type of person. Contraception is definitely something that everyone should be thinking about. So men call the service? Yeah, they do. So um, whether it's men who are calling with questions about what they can use with a female partner um, and wondering, you know, what's going to work best for them, uh, men calling to ask about services for themselves, which unfortunately in Australia is pretty limited. Um, But, yeah, we've had men calling asking about vasectomy options as well. And, yeah, men who have sex with men potentially calling and asking about, um, yeah, STI-related sort of um, preventative measures as well. So if you received a call about contraception, you would refer to specific services? Who, What sort of yeah. professionals do you refer to? Yeah, so we've got a whole range of different professionals on our database, so ranging from GPs to specialists. We've also got things like counsellors, radiologists um, and hospitals listed on our database, as well as, of course, the wonderful people at Family Planning. But yeah, so basically, if you're thinking about having a chat about contraception, it's probably worthwhile giving us a call. We can definitely look up who you've got in your local area. That would be really helpful to talk to. And we can try and make sure that those professionals are able to offer the full suite of contraceptive measures. So Not all doctors have done the training to provide IUDs. Um, Not all doctors can insert implanons. So if that's something that you're wanting to explore, then we can definitely see what um, options you've got close to you to do that. Awesome. What a wonderful service. Thank you so much, Emily. That's all good. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, thanks for all the great work that you do with contraception every day. Thank you. Thank you to Emily for busting a lot of common myths about contraception. Both Family Planning Victoria and 1-800-MY-OPTIONS have lots of information about contraception on their websites. We also have a previous episode on contraception recorded with an FPV doctor. Next up in your podcast feed, there'll be more from 1-800-MY-OPTIONS. We'll be talking about abortion. Some resources you can look up, visit www.1800myoptions.org.au for contact details and information. The phone number for 1800 My Options is 1800 696 784. For more information about FPV, go to fpv.org.au. You can follow FPV on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Contact me directly at doingit at fpv.org.au. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, like it if you like it. Thanks so much for listening. 